you can't have a soft approach to saving investing and if you and, and then talk and then in the same breath talk about some generational wealth how are you going to softly get to generational wealth what no seriously how are you going to soft life your way to generational wealth see that's the problem y'all soft uh oh uh oh richard <laughs> What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the quick cast powered by Black Married and Debt Free. Thank you for joining. Thank you for clicking that download button. Thank you for clicking that play button. Now, you you could do me a, an even bigger favor, and you can leave a five star review on this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. If it's Apple music, if it's Spotify, if it's Deezer, if it's iHeartRadio, if it's Amazon, wherever you're listening to this, do us a huge favor, leave us a five star review. And when you're done leaving the review, run on over to your email, email us blackmarriedfree at gmail.com. Let us know. You left a five-star review, and we're going to reply with a gift just for you. We're going to send you our master class, Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth, two hours of on-demand video that really does a deep dive on exactly how we paid off six figures of debt and how we're currently building wealth through the stock market and out-of-state real estate investing. So you're going to want to do that. I hope you guys are having a good day. Trigger warning. We're going to talk about some different things. We're going to bounce around a few topics. One. Is this the end for content creators? It's, it's not even really a question. It's a imperative statement. The world of content creation, YouTubers, podcasters. That world has changed. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about Gen Z's and this soft life bull junk because that's what it is. It's a bunch of bull junk. Okay, we're going to talk about that and how they view retirement. Um, so, yeah, let's just get in. Let's get straight into it. We're going to we're going to have some fun today. So friend of the podcast and someone that I listen to. Uh, and I've been following for years. Um, Kev on stage, right? You might know him. He's a comedian that kind of got his start in the area of like Christian comedy, right? But he's since branched off and he, you know, is just super duper funny, clean comedy. And, you know, he's just been doing it for years now. And, he really blew up during the pandemic. Now his ascension was pre pandemic, but during the pandemic, he really blew up along with a lot of other content creators. He started multiple podcasts that were, that were, and, and, and still are extremely successful, but his, his real claim to fame was the keep your distance comedy, which was like, remote style comedy similar to comic view or deaf comedy jam but it was all 
keep your distance. It was all at home. And this was huge because no one could get out, right? That That is really when you saw a boom in podcasting and when Spotify specifically dumped a lot of money into podcasters and the podcasting market because everyone was home. People were saying, yo, this is going to be the way, this is the way everybody consumes information. You know what I mean? This, this is new. This is lit. Everybody, yo, you got to start you a podcast. And this is when everybody and their mama started podcasts. Uh, side note, Shire and I started our pre-pandemic around 2018, but that's just, that's, you know, just, just, just giving the, the receipts there. But anywho, Kev on stage was on Good Morning America because of he was also, you know, when you start making big money or when you do something that's that really blows up and puts you in another space financially, you start getting in. You start having these Forbes articles and these different articles about how much you're making with said project or said venture. And it was it was, you know. It was out there that he had made big seven eight figure kind of move with this keep your distance comedy and so you know lifestyle starts to starts to change he's he's moving to different homes and you know he he really puts his his life out there uh in a comedic sense but just kind of watching him from afar you seeing man this dude's progressing this dude's moving up you know getting new, new homes and new cars and and different cool you know that 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 ascension is you're, you're seeing it in real time right well he recently before i go there uh like i said he started other podcasts started to build a tyler perry-esque comedic sound stage and production venue where he could record video and record his own content he, he started pouring money into his app got his own apps similar to netflix that hosts his own content so you're seeing the transition from putting your your content on youtube blowing up that way to creating your own platform right we love that in the black community creating your own platform and we you know, being an owner and that's really the goal. And that's, and I, and, and he was doing that. He is doing that. He started bringing on staff and employing people. And that's just great. That's, that, that's, that's, that's dope to see. And, and, and it is very exciting to see. Well, he recently hopped on and shared that podcast revenue is down 70%, right? I spoke earlier about how Spotify was just pouring money into podcasts, giving Barack Obama and Kim Kardashian and uh, Sting and all these celebrities, giving them podcasts for like 10 episode deals, right? Millions, tens of millions of dollars for like a 10 episode deal to bring people to Spotify, right? To bring people to the platform, to to want to keep them on the platform, you give them some bait, right? Barack Obama is doing a 10-episode podcast. People are going to show up to your platform, and the hope was that people would stay. Well, when advertisers see 
people flooding podcasts and flooding Spotify and Spotify throwing money on top of money at podcasters, advertisers want to get involved. Right. And so it's the idea that all uh, that a high tide raises all ships, big ships, small ships, who's ever in the water. When the, when the, when the tide gets higher, we all rise together. And so podcasters like Kev on stage, content creators in general saw a boost and a, and a balloon in the ad revenue, right? Well, since then, Kev on stage hopped on. Uh, his platform has said that the ad revenue has been down. Podcast ad revenue is down 70%. And while it's unfortunate, I think there's a learning lesson here, right? Because we got a lot of people that's telling you, you could, you could, you could become a content creator and get, and get filthy rich just on starting, start a YouTube channel. You know, this, this, this is what they sell you. Start a YouTube channel. You don't even have to have a lot of equipment. <laughs> you don't even have to have any idea what you're going to have a channel about or a podcast about. Just turn the microphone on. Turn on your camera phone. Turn on your little iPhone there. And just start recording. And you too. You too. Can earn six seven figures a month some people say i've heard i've heard six seven figures a month i've heard that that claim and if you just get this course or sign up for this master group mastermind group you'll get the keys to the kingdom a lot a lot of content creators were saying that right a lot of content creators were and are putting that messaging out there that there's money to be had. They they printing money over here on podcast. They're printing money over here on YouTube. Just come on in. Just come on in and get yours. But before you do, you're going to need to grab this course where I really tell you all the secrets, right? And then, of course, you get the course and there's no secrets. But we've already addressed that. I've already vented on those type of scenarios. But I think this is a teachable moment because I always think of these moments these moments where you've you've been able to time the market you've been able to time something or catch a glitch right like kev on stage did with the keep your distance comedy with the the podcast being in the podcast world at the time when ad revenue were just crazy i think when those things happen, we need to treat them like what they are glitches in the matrix. If you're familiar with the movie, the matrix, anytime a person experienced deja vu, that was a glitch. That was an, an alert that something was amiss, right? And it, in, in, you only were able to catch it. It's just like deja vu. It doesn't happen often. It's not even something you could describe, really. It just feels like you've been here before. It feels like something's not right, right? And then it just as quick as it comes, it's gone. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> just as quick as it comes, it's gone. Uh-oh, 
And we need to start treating these instances like that. And my hope is that the content creators that are blowing up, that are showing their earnings, showing their receipts, I hope that they're treating this like what it is. Okay. You may have an incredible year. You may have an incredible two years. You may have an incredible five year run as a YouTube content creator or as a podcaster or something like that. But you have to know that these, these things are fluid. These algorithms are changing daily, weekly, and you need to treat this. This is you're, you're not a professional athlete, right? You may be making more money than you've ever thought you made by being a content creator, but that doesn't mean that it's sustainable. That doesn't mean it's going to be here always. This isn't a pension job, right? This isn't a tenure type job where you're locking in a certain amount of money. I'm going to make this for the foreseeable future for 10, 20 years. As long as I want to be here, I'm going to be making this type of money. But what I see from a lot of these content creators is they burn super hot. And then the algorithm does what it does and the revenue begins to shrink. And oftentimes folks have adjusted their spending and their lifestyle to reflect the glitch. Not saying that that's what Kev on stage did, but I'm just thinking of this as a learning lesson. The, the, the overall lesson for this is to avoid lifestyle creep. I'll tell you guys a story. I think I've told this before, but I produce music. I'm a musician. Uh, man, it's been like 20 plus years now that I've been a pianist. I uh, learned in church, uh, self-taught, play by ear, you know, the whole nine. And I now I played in church for like years and years and years. And now I'm like in this moment of I'm retired. Uh, and now I just play for fun. I play for therapy. I play for just like a hobby, right? Make music, all that. Well, during the pandemic, I had the opportunity to be a part of a production team for a major artist that was trying to do like a virtual Motown uh, producer, kind of like a one-stop shop, right? Like if you're an indie artist, you want production similar to this, this, major artist the major artist has a team in place you will we'll put you through this uh, program there you go put you through this program where you send in your music it's produced and spit back out to you super quick super quick super quick right so as a producer we were producing four five six songs a week boom 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 kicking them out getting quick money, quick money, quick money, $500 a track, boom, boom, boom. Then it started, you know, the money started, the money started off incredible. And I remember going to my wife and telling Shira, this is not going to last. This is not going to last. This is pandemic money. This is people with stimulus that always wanted to make music. And they see this opportunity to have music 
that is produced by a production team from a major artist and they want to just get in and get in and get in. And eventually this is going to slow up. And Shire was just like, well, this is looking good. This is looking good. Like, I know. Let's put it away. Let's put it away. Let's not even act as if we this is happening. Right. We have some people in the team that were making big money. And we're contemplating leaving their jobs. Right. Because the the money started getting good and the opportunity to. The more you the more you work, the faster you work, the harder you work, the more you get. That started to, you know, play on folks' minds. Like, hey, if I leave my job, I have more time to take on more workload. Boom, I'm making more money. I didn't fall into that trap because I knew this was a glitch in the matrix. And while the money was really good for a for a moment in time, I knew it was just that a moment in time. And so I stacked, 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 stacked that money. And we're talking tens of thousands of dollars stacked because I knew that this was just a glitch. So when it eventually dried up, which it did, and the opportunity or the program dissolved and closed, which it did, your boy was cool because I treated it just like what it was, a glitch in the matrix. And so I think this is a learning lesson for a lot of people. Don't just run over. And and and, and I encourage people, if you want to just talk and speak and, and you have a voice and a message and you know people want to listen to what you're saying, start your podcast, start your YouTube channel, start your, your content creation. Start it because you love the work. Because you love and have a passion for what you're doing. Do not start it because you want to make money. If in the event you start your podcast and it starts to make money or you start your YouTube channel and it starts to make good money, treat it for what it is. A glitch in the matrix. So shout out to the content creators. We're seeing creativity. We're seeing creatives, artists literally have their money siphoned from them. If you look at Spotify is changing their, uh, they're changing their threshold for payouts when it comes to uh, music. And, you know, the, 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 the creatives you got, you got writers that were on strike. You got the actors who are currently on strike. So, you have to really be doing this for the love. And that's why I always say, man, I don't ever want to be have to make money based on selling a product to people. If I make money by selling a product or service, I'd rather that be something that I'm doing on the side. But I don't want to rely on other human beings to pay my bills, like them showing up or buying something from me. Like to just be like, this is how I make all my money. That's to, I, me personally. I just have never desired that. Now, when you see people making big money doing some of this stuff, it's like, yo, man, I wish I could do that, too. I've tried a lot of you. You're, you're talking to somebody that's tried a lot of 
things that I saw were successful for other people. And God has just never let those things transfer, right? <laughs> with, with me personally, like so-and-so is doing this. I'm going to try to do something like that. It don't work. So if you're doing something from a creative place, be it content creation, music, uh, podcasting, you need to be, you need to make sure you're doing it because you want to do it. And that's it because it might not blow up like so-and-so's, uh, venture has blown up. And so I think it's important to know that it's important to understand that, but yeah, let's, let's touch on this really quick, man, before we get out of here, um, Shout out to uh, shout out to the folks over at Market Briefs. Uh, Market Briefs is something I've signed up for. They kind of give you bite size uh, economy news daily, which is really cool. So I saw this and I'm like, man, I got to talk about this. So it says retirement is overrated. A study by Intuit found that younger Americans are taking a much more relaxed approach to their future financial security. The report found that Gen Z is living in the moment as they are less interested in retiring early or at all. Instead of the traditional approach to retirement, Gen Z is going with a Soft saving approach. A separate survey from Bank America showed that 53% of Gen Zers say a high cost of living is the barrier for to their financial success. All right. The part that really irritated me is instead of the traditional approach to retirement, Gen Z is going with a soft savings approach. So let's look at this whole soft thing. Cause I hear ladies, you know what I'm saying? Talk about soft life and all this. And I'm about to just plug it in here and Google and see what the, what, what the devil is that? Because I don't know why people are talking about. So a soft life Refers to a lifestyle of comfort and relaxation with minimal challenges or stress. Well, by golly, isn't that, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, who wouldn't want that? The problem is it's not reality. Soft life, soft savings, a chill approach to retirement is a lie now this is just our opinion this is just my opinion but it's a straight up lie it's stop the cap it's cap y'all done branded a word that already existed to describe idealism to describe Something that doesn't exist, but it would be really nice if it did. Soft. Bro, this is just, okay, calm down, Marcus, because I'm getting really upset here. Because this is just youthful ignorance. This is just youthful ignorance. 
You're talking to somebody who's 30. I'm 38 years old. And while that may sound old, I feel extremely young. I feel like I was just 20 something. So I know exactly what the Gen Z age, which is what's the Gen Z age. Let's look that up. Let's look that up real quick before I go, because this is just super irritating. Gen Z age range. Okay, so Gen Z's are 11 to 26. I was just in my 20s. I can tell you exactly what is going on, right? Who 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 better to tell you what you should have done in your 20s than a person that just came out of their 20s and is now in their 30s and know what that looks like and know what that could looks like had I done X, Y, and Z in my 20s. Right. So this whole idea that you want to live a soft life and have a soft approach to savings is going to end you up in the street at some point in your 40s. It's going to end you up. Unhoused, as they say, in your 40s, because you want to be pretty much you want to just be lazy and see this was the knock on millennials. You remember, y'all remember this? The millennial generation, they wanted to just travel and they wanted to just uh, may have high earning jobs without really putting in the work. And they were like lazy and like whatever. No, 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 no. That's Gen Z. That's Gen Z. Gen Z. And my wife can attest to this. They're coming out of college. Making more money than millennials did right millennials were were the the college in mass we we were the test case for uh the generation that went to college in mass numbers right we're the first generation was like college is a must the generation before z which is x uh 43 to 58 they were like had an option for college right I feel like I just barely missed Gen X. So when I was coming out of high school, my parents didn't force me to go to college. It was still a like option kind of right. And the generation before me, it was an option to go to college. But millennials had to go. Okay, Millennials had to go to college and they were coming out. So. In such numbers that it diluted the 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 the, um, four year degree. Everyone was coming out with four-year degrees, thus the struggle for employment. We're all fighting for the same kind of jobs, and now employers require four-year degrees, and now you got to get a master's degree to get jobs. But long story short, we went through all those wars, so now Gen Z is coming coming out of college making 65K, 70K on their first jobs. 80,000 on their first jobs, right? Coming out and I don't, and, 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 and have an attitude about the job. I don't like this. I'm thinking about looking somewhere else. I'm thinking about, nah, they ain't give, they ain't let me work from home. So, you know, I don't think I want to do this. Shoot. I might just start creating content. <laughs> That's the mentality of Gen Z. So to hear this, 
that they're taking a soft approach to saving. Bro, let me tell y'all something, man. Let me tell y'all something. Now, this is from someone who's been saving 30 to 40% of their income for like five, it's been about five years now, who's investing in real estate out of state. You're not going to luck up on retirement. You're not going to, you're not going to by chance retire. Retirement is not an age. It's a number for most people. It's about $1.5 million per person to retire and have enough money to live from 60 to death. If you've never seen $1.5 million, write that, write that down. See how many figures it is. That's seven figures. Then I want you to go into your savings, your largest savings account or your largest investment account and look at how much you have in there and see how see how far you got to go. And then tell me that you're going to have a soft approach to savings. Do that experience. I want you I want you to do that exercise when you get off this podcast. I want you to write down one million five hundred thousand dollars. Write it out. Then you're going to go to your largest savings account or your largest investment account. And think about how much longer you have to do what you're doing to get to that number. Now, yes, we know that. If you're investing, there's going to be uh, interest and compound interest that's going to take effect at some point. But from a brother who's been saving 40 percent of his his uh, income for five years is you're not going to accidentally retire and you for dang sure are not going to accidentally retire early we talk about the fire movement and how folks were re- figuring out how to retire in 10 years 15 years as opposed to working until their 60s we going from that to I'm a just take a soft approach to savings okay 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 and while I do agree on their last statement a separate survey from Bank of America shows that 53% of Gen Zers say the high cost of living is a barrier to financial success I agree the high cost of living is high that may be a reason why they're coming out with higher salaries than, than millennials ever did right out of straight out of college. That, that may be why. And, and I agree, but what you all have to be careful of is to not take on this laissez faire. It is what it is mentality, bro. Like you have to be aggressive. It, it shout out to the Zen Zers. I'm not trying to just, dog you all but because i know that that's a big portion of our uh listener base so i'm just trying to and now i really feel like an uncle like this is like i've never felt like an unk so much as i do in this podcast but i'm really trying to share with y'all like you're going to have to aggressively pursue 
this thing. You're not this this you can't have a soft approach to saving investing and if you and then talk and then in the same breath talk about some generational wealth. How are you gonna softly get to generational wealth? What? No, seriously. How are you going to soft life your way to generational wealth? See, that's the problem. Y'all soft. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> That's the problem. We're too soft. Our generation after us is too soft. Everything is soft. Man, I'm going to get in trouble, so I'm not even going to go there. But y'all know what I'm talking about. We need to take this serious with our, we need to take this as serious with our actions as we do with our Instagram posts and our quotes. See, we talk all this aggressive, uh, we need to do this and and the government needs to do that on our Instagrams. We need to do generational wealth, y'all. We got to change the legacy. We got to da-da-da. We're using all these trigger words because we know the algorithm and we know that that type of talk will get likes and eyes but what we don't do is we don't back that up with action. See, we want to be lazy and call it soft. We want to rebrand lazy. Yeah, we're going to rebrand lazy so that it sounds swaggy and it sounds trendy. But really, it's just lazy. It's just soft. Not soft life, just soft. Y'all, we got to do better. We got to do better. And that thing got me worked up. That thing got me worked up. My kids, my kids, we they running laps when they get home. My kids are run, doing push-ups. They running laps because, and we then we're going to talk about financial literacy all day. Because I don't want to raise kids like this to think that it's okay to do this. 11 to 26. Just soft. Come on, y'all. We got to do better. And we're the parent group for that generation. We're the uncle for that generation. We the auntie for that generation. We the big homie, big sis to that generation. So we got to put the flat, put our flag in the dirt and say, nah, we don't. That's not how it is. That's not how you're going to do this. That's not how you're going to be successful. That soft life is going to end you up on the street with the with the people who are unhoused. That's 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 what it's going to do. So, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did do like I said on the front and do us and do yourself a huge favor, leave a five star review. Let us know you left a five star review by by emailing us blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail dot com. And we're going to gift you our master class. Get out of debt and start building wealth for real, not soft life wealth. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm a holler at you. On the next one. Peace.